Welcome to the uh, Balls in Your Court podcast. I'm Kevin Carter. Cortez is actually at work right now, and the reason I'm doing this is because we actually have a special guest with us from uh, the University of Florida. Y'all remember him? He's one of the members of a class that has won the most basketball games as a class in Florida history. He played center, even though everybody said he was a point, or he was a power forward and everything like that. No, the man played center. We have from Jacksonville, Big Patrick Young. How you doing, Pat? Doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's good to have you on, man. Like I said, you were a part of the University of Florida's winningest class ever. You beat Noah. You got you got past all of them because all you guys stayed your all four years in school, so y'all kept racking up the wins. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we were a, such a tight knit group came in together, and we actually lost one. We lost Cody Larson, and uh, yep. you know it, it was so tough doing it without him because we he was just so you know that freshman our first year together we spent so much time together, and as we uh, got older older developed that bond just kept getting stronger. You know, it was hard for me to you know make that decision to go to the NBA to leave those guys because you know it's not guaranteed that we we would ever play together yep. again. And have such a good, you know, ever get a chance to go to a final four or play for Coach Donovan. So we were just living in the moment, and it, it turned out to be a great four years for us. Yeah, and, and we we were all worried there for a minute that after your junior year you was going to go. And I was like, I was like, Pat ain't going nowhere. He's he he's going to stay for his four years. He'll stay. He'll he'll handle everything. Trust me. And then when you made the announcement, we were all like, Shoo! Okay, we got that one. <laughs> But yeah, as a Gator, speaking as a Gator fan, it was a pleasure watching y'all grow from your freshman year all the way up until your senior year. And uh, you already hit on Billy. Uh, what was your thoughts of a uh, Billy Donovan just as a coach? And what was your thoughts of his uh, his first year now that he's in the NBA? Well, of course, it was tough for me to see him go because uh, you know he was such a great role model to me as a, as a man and a player. Uh, he helped me so much prepare to be a professional, uh, you know, on the level that I am now dealing with different types of adversity and, uh, you know, maybe not having, not maybe if you don't have a good relationship with the coach that, you know, I can appreciate more how great my relationship with him was, but him making that, making that jump, it was such a great opportunity for him. And he, he had such a great year. You know, I, I've been able to keep in touch with him every now and then. I hope I can uh, see him sometime this summer. But he, you know, he told me it was a learning curve because, uh, you know, he was dealing, had had to deal with two of the best, uh, two great superstars on his team mm-hmm. this year, and uh, being able to control them and get them to play together and play as a team. But I'm extremely happy for him. I hope he, you know, I know he's going to bring success to the next level. He was, you know, that close to yeah. up- upsetting Golden State and also, uh, you know, being in the finals right now. So I think that's a really great start for him, and I can't wait to see what he holds. Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, we talked about it before on the podcast. Of course, we're huge Billy Donovan fans, and I want him to succeed wherever he went. We just all found it funny that he went from one team that wore orange and blue to another uh, yeah. team, another team that wore orange and blue. So he really didn't have to change his wardrobe up a lot, a lot. But that, but his <laughs> handling. His handling of he Kevin Durant. Take the jacket off, though. He doesn't get to take the jacket off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't get to see that sweat come out like we did at Florida when he was on the sideline. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the handling he did of, of Westbrook and Durant and those, those well, 
like every egos, if you want to say, the way he handled the way he handled those two, and the way he was able to get that whole team. And I look at the San Antonio series as a perfect example. The way he handled everything in that San Antonio series, the adjustments he made, and everything. He showed in that series that he belongs in the NBA as a head coach. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really tough for me watching that series because I don't know if everyone knows, but I grew up a Spurs fan. Uh, I hated the Lakers, still hate them. You know, Derek Fisher hit that shot with 0.4 seconds left. He beat my Spurs. Oh man, I was from that point. My my hatred for the, for the Lakers was just like it was lifetime, and uh, you know him. Him going against them and being able to upset my Spurs, it was tough. I was like, I was like, go Coach Donovan in the Thunder, go the Spurs. At the same time. <laughs> Don't know who I really want to win. Side <laughs> situation for me. And I'm looking back at. It, I'm glad they were able to come out on top. Spurs, they won enough. Yeah, yeah, that that that's true. Uh, I'm a Heat fan myself, so I have been ever since. Like I, I was born and raised in Jacksonville. And then when okay. we and when we when we got the team uh, when the team started getting divvied out, well Miami was first, and then Orlando came the year following. I was like, well Miami's first, so I'm I'm we have a team in Florida. I'm going to follow them. Lucky for there me, I picked Miami and not Orlando, so I've, yeah, I've yeah, had a little yeah. bit more success. <laughs> yeah, I've been struggling lately. Yeah, I, I, I've gotten lucky and had a little bit more success than my buddy does. He's a huge Magic fan. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. He's a huge Magic fan, so I get I get that over him a little bit. <laughs> but uh, but uh, was you uh you were uh you were you from Jacksonville? Yes, and, born and raised in Jacksonville. But, yes, sir. Born, you, went to uh, Paxton School for Advanced Studies for three years, and then uh, went to Providence my senior year. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I got the uh, I got the privilege of going watching you a uh, a couple of times when you were at Providence. It was uh, it was weird just seeing you out there, uh, because if if everybody don't listen and knows Pat, Patrick's a big dude, and when I say a big dude in high school, he was a big dude, and when I, I, when I went when I went to Providence and watched him a couple of times, it was it, you could tell the difference. You were just to say bigger than everybody else by a lot is an understatement, right? <laughs> and it, it was it was it was fun getting you watch up and. And especially with you being from Jacksonville, I got to follow you as you went from high school to college, and now doing your pro thing. It, it, it's yeah. been it's been it's been real fun to get to enjoy the ride with you, even though this is the first time I've ever got the chance to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it was, it's been fun. You know, I can just remember uh, barely being able to dunk back in uh, ninth, tenth grade. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't dunk with two hands. <laughs> And, uh, you know, being excited that I was finally able to reach 230 pounds uh, my senior year and winning the state championship and then going off to Florida for four years and then the realization of being a pro. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it's just been a heck of a journey, you know, experiencing my first. Each year has been special. Uh, it's, it's, it's had its own rewards and challenges. You know, this year dealing with this ACL, yeah. uh, it's been tough. But I've learned so much as a player. That I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the future. And you've got, uh, and during your college and career and every, and even during your uh, pro career, I think uh, the Pelicans did come and play in Jacksonville during a preseason game where you actually got to come back home and play. Yes, that was that was awesome. Um, I had, believe it or not, I had about 
18 or 19 tickets <laughs> for fans. Maybe maybe a little bit more than that, actually, for that. And uh, that was crazy. Uh, getting to play in front of my home court, in my, my, home, my hometown. Uh, you know, I didn't play that much, but still, it was it was special. I do I do remember your uh, your senior year though. You had the uh, the game against Ju. Y'all played at the Coliseum, and it oh, was wow. and it was and it was packed. And yeah, we, that, we we were that. lucky enough to go to that one as well and got to watch y'all. Uh, I think that was the game. Scotty actually came back for his first game and lit up Ju for like twenty something points. That's, that sounds about right. I can't. I just remember from that game, uh, I, I was a little frustrated with something, uh, and going and going to the next play, uh, I got it. I got it in the, in the in the post, and I just did a, a hard baseline spin and just dunked the ball so hard. <laughs> I remember that like that, uh, like it was yesterday. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a very fun game, and I remember. Uh... I had my son with me. We were trying to run over to the side and get all y'all's autographs and everything because me and him, it, it's fun to be able to enjoy it with my son. He's six now, so we get to – I take him to everything I can go to. And right. we, yeah. we, enjoy, we enjoy it. And we tried to run over there, but you were getting mobbed by like 400 people that were there <laughs> to come and see you and everything like that, which, hey, you from here. You're going to get that. So let me, uh, tell you, let me tell you something real quick. What I experienced as far as getting mobbed in college is absolutely nothing to what I've, I've experienced in Europe. Really? Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> so, I'll tell you, my team... He's going nuts. <laughs> won the Greek League Championship. Yep. First time that we won back... They won last year, so it's back-to-back. We, we beat our rivals on a uh, game... Game winner shot on the road. First time we've ever won it on the road uh-huh. as well. So we're um, we're coming back to the arena, and we're on our bus, team bus. It's like 30, 30 minutes away uh, to get back to our arena. Somehow the fans find us on the highway. Scooters, <laughs> cars, they're lighting up flares. They're getting their scooters in front of the bus and stopped us on the highway. Uh, so <laughs> they literally stopped our bus in the middle of the highway, caused traffic. They had the Olympiacos flags everywhere, <laughs> like screaming, wanted pictures. We finally get to the arena, and we we bust open the roof of the bus, and we're all standing on top of the roof, <laughs> uh, you know, screaming with the fans, doing the chants and all that stuff. And but then it becomes the time for us to get off the bus, and uh, maybe it's. 50 yards from where the bus stopped to get finally get inside the arena. Uh-huh. I think there was about 20,000 people waiting around outside of our arena waiting for us. Wow. Crazy. Insane. I'll never experience something like this again. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> um, so it's time for us to get off the bus and run and run to the, to the arena. <laughs> I kid you not, I was drenched in sweat. None of it was mine. <laughs> Grabbing your neck, slapping you, kissing you, slapping your back, trying to give you high fives. I actually have a video of it. I, I carried my GoPro through oh. the whole thing. Uh-huh. It's like, through the whole thing, I dropped my GoPro. I find, I find it. I pick it back up. I keep going. Yeah, that was a, 
uh, humbling, to, to say the least. <laughs> they, uh, people always say Ameri- Americans are really some of the most passionate sports fans you can ever see, but I've seen some soccer games and stuff. New oh, people yeah. overseas are crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just would say Greece, Greece probably has some of the Rowdies fans, most passionate fans in all of Europe. I was in Turkey last year. And it, it, it was intense there as well, but it, it, it wasn't like how it is in Greece, especially against with the two the two rival teams, uh, Olympiacos and Panathinaikos. It's and Nick Leibniz actually is playing for uh, Panathinaikos. Yeah, yeah, teams. yeah. So fun, it's fun joshing around with him. You know, I was on the sideline. Uh, you know, I'm yelling at him a few times here and there while he's while he's uh, while he's going against us. Be like Nick, miss. Nick, you can't do. He made it. He's looking at me like. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's good though. Uh, I'm glad you're getting it. Uh, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the experience overseas. Right now, everybody may not know that you're over there. Actually, right now, over <laughs> overseas and everything, and actually joining yeah. us at ten o'clock at night over there. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm in I'm in uh, Lithuania right now. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I watched my team win the championship. I came here. To watch my buddy right here, <laughs> and uh, they won championships. So I got to hold two two championship trophies in uh in, within a few days. And I'm actually going to go to Barcelona uh, uh, probably Friday to go because I played with Carlos Arroyo yep. last year, and they're in the finals. So maybe I can see three trophies uh, within a few a few days. So that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Oh, Carlos Arroyo is still kicking. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He's still he's still doing his thing. That was one. That was one dude. Uh, I still remember my first really seeing Carlos was when he played for Puerto Rico, and they played. Uh, they played one of the uh, the USA teams, and he went and started lighting them up. And I'm like, who's that guy? And why is he not playing on somebody's team right now? That that dude can go. He still can go. I'll tell you, he's if 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 Scotty could have passed a little bit. More like him because he just, I mean, Scotty was young, you know. He's, yeah. But if somehow I could pass, uh, got uh, Carlos's passing ability on to Scotty in college, it would have been a dunk fest. <laughs> I, dunk fest. I, I've never, I, I was like, man, you're passing the ball too well. I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, calm I'm down, tired. shoot I'm one, <laughs> shoot one time, man. My wrist hurt. <laughs> Do it, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of the things I'll never be able to do is dunk. So I, I live vicariously through y'all guys. Look, it's I'm sick. Right. Overrated. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick. I, I, I can dunk on uh, seven foot goals and on uh, NBA 2K. So I'm good. Anywhere, anywhere else, I ain't got to worry about it. There you go. There you go. God blessed me with height. He did not bless me with being able to jump. <laughs> and no weight. I, you, I work on my jumping ability right now too. Left leg weak. <laughs> it's weird too because um, I'm right-handed. So when I go to jump, yeah. jump and dunk off one foot, I go left foot, right hand. Yeah. And that I can't even cognitively think and uh, visualize myself doing that, just because my left leg is, is yeah. so much weaker than my right right now. I can only imagine myself. Going right foot, left hand dunking, and I never dunked with my left hand, but it feels natural to me now. Yeah, it's, it's so strange. It's so strange. But that's the good. Uh, 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 with every injury, always comes that 
that uh, thing that makes something that you were weak at a, a strength now. It, for sure, for sure. It's, it's definitely going to be something I'm going to use more in coming into next season, wherever I am. <laughs> and now we'll go on to, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to meet the uh, new Gators coach, Michael White. I wanted you uh, to get your take on his uh, first impressions of Mike White. Well, I think his first year, obviously, through the learning process. But let me tell you, he's one of the greatest guys I've ever met. Uh, just great energy, um, very humble guy. Uh, he's working for the Gators. I'm telling you that yeah. he's he's putting in the work to be successful. It's just a matter of time, you know. Uh, he, he gets a chance to bring in his class and you know build his team the way he wants. I think he has a chance. You know, he he wanted to press a lot more last year because mm-hmm. you know, that's how he played at uh, how, how he coached the guys up at, at Tech. Um, so maybe we'll see a lot more of that next year. And I think the team will be a lot better next year for sure, hopefully with free throws. No, oh God, yes. <laughs> and, and you know, at to ask for a 5 to 7% uh, increase in three-point shooting or three-point uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> field goals to, uh, make, makes will, will change. It would, it would have changed, drastically changed our year last year. Oh, we yeah. could shoot. We couldn't shoot threes, and we couldn't make free throws. It's, it's hard to beat anybody uh, when you can't do that. So I'm looking forward to you – know, I'll be around a little few a few times this summer in Gainesville. So I'm just looking forward to seeing these guys and developing uh, – seeing Coach White interact with the guys. So uh, I'm excited for the season next year, for sure, for those guys. Yeah, I, uh, I am too. I think, uh, I think they uh, – Jeremy Foley, who's done an amazing job just hiring coaches – for, yeah. for the University of Florida. I think he went and found the guy that was closest to Billy that he could find and bring he him found, in. He found the right guy. He found the right guy. Yeah, I think, I think he's done a great job, especially with uh, – and I know you follow the football team too. So yeah. he, he's done a phenomenal job. Uh, the McElwain hire was tremendous yeah. after year one. <laughs> he, won that, he won that SEC East. You can't, you can't complain about that. I thought, we, I thought legit we were going to lose like seven games. And when we went on that stretch where we started the year off, I'm like, I'm good now. I'm like, we're bowl eligible after six games. I was like, Let, let's stop right here and let, let's go with it. I just feel, I still really feel terrible for, uh, not to mention it, uh, Will Greer. Oh, man, man. It was, it was that, that bad thing. <laughs> to go through, you know, I don't know all the details of it, but I just know it's probably something very hard, very, very difficult to, to go through and deal with, especially when he was playing so well for us. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, he can bounce back and uh, wherever, wherever he's at, he can, you know, get back to that level that he was on and, you know. I think he went, be. I think he went to West Virginia. Okay. Was where he went. So he's got to sit out the year and then that suspension and then he'll be able to play ball. Okay. Speaking of quarterbacks, how about Jacoby Brissett? Oh, my God. How about every how about every old Florida quarterback going somewhere in the NFL draft? That's what killed me. <laughs> did uh did uh Tyler Murphy get drafted too? Uh Tyler got drafted. Uh Driscoll got Tyler went as a wide receiver. Okay. And Brissett got drafted and uh Driscoll got drafted as well. Where'd he go? I think he went to um I wanna say San Francisco got him? I, I, I want to say so. He's got Blaine Gabbert there. That's a good spot for him right now. Oh yeah, you know they're, 
They're really uh, rocking on their, their quarterback foundation right now. And Oh, yeah, they got Blaine Gabbert. And us from Jacksonville, we all know about Blaine Gabbert. He played so well with San Francisco, though. Like, what's going on here? Uh, they, he, that, you know, it's that curse of when people leave Jacksonville, they do well whenever they yeah. go somewhere else. Byron Leftwich has a ring. <laughs> Brunel had one after he left Jacksonville. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. It was, it, Bobby McRae got one after he left Jacksonville. It, it, it could keep on and on and on. We can name countless. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of guys that have rings that left Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. But oh, I, yeah. I think we're going to be really really good this year. If you, as you as you saw from what I saw last year, our secondary has to, you know, be a lot better. Well, just often, just with who often. they picked up in the offseason, I, I, in the draft, my jaw literally dropped to the floor. Whenever I seen the our first two round picks, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, thank you for talking about needing microfactor surgery. Exactly. Or something. Whatever. You, thank you. <laughs> How are you with us? <laughs> and thank and and thank Dallas in both rounds for drafting Ezekiel Elliott and Jalen Smith. That way we can get Ramsey and Miles Jack. I'm good with it. I'm good. Yeah, with it. I think we're the only team to score like an A plus in our draft. Yeah, we were. We were very high on the draft boards, which we needed around here because the confidence level and everything, just Jaguar fans, we've had it pinned up for 10 years. I'm like, give yeah. us something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really think we got a chance, though. Oh, we should be really good. With that wide receiving core and Blake, and, and, and now we got Chris Ivory back there to help TJ Yeldon yeah. run the ball. Oh. Let's just pray for help. Um, yes. That's the number, the number one thing. Uh Especially going through an injury that I see, you can see how important you see how important a guy is to a team when uh, when you don't have him. Yep. That's how you see. That's that's what my agent said to me. He said you, you find a guy's value uh, either when he can't play or when he can't play and he's performing really well and helping you win. But when he's when he can't play and you're losing and struggling, you see how how valuable that guy is. And uh, yeah, but it's football. Someone. <laughs> It's football. And we've been, it's an injury-prone sport. Someone's going to get hurt. And Dante, and Dante coming off the same injury you have, they said he's been looking phenomenal so far. So we got we got another Gator coming back that's coming off of ACL surgery. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I should actually should have reached out to him and said, you know, pick his brain about the whole thing because I know he's we probably both have shared similar attitudes and about about this whole process. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been. Uh, He's been really, uh, really focused and really confident on uh, on his coming back and what he's going to be able to do for the team uh, team going forward. Uh, yeah, funny little story. Uh, my son won a. Uh, he was part of the Jaguar Junior Jaguar Club. He won the draft party uh, last year when Dante got uh, picked. So he won a meet and greet with Dante. When wow. Dante, we're at his first practice. And we see him go down, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. So my son's like, what happened? And I was like, Dante's hurt. And he's like, oh, no. So a few practices later, they tell us that they're going to do the meet and greet. So my son writes him a, a get well soon note. And uh, and from that day on, I think him and Dante connect. And now him and Dante, every time they see each other, my son goes, how are you? And he's like, I'm good, man. And he, still, he says, I still have your son's. Card sitting in my locker. Yeah, it's 
Sorry about that. My friends just got here. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you don't see me. Yeah. I've seen people. But yeah, they, uh, he, my son gave him a, a card and he still got it up in his locker. And he said, every, he said every day I would come and look at it and know that I got, I got to focus on where I need to go. Yeah, that's awesome. But all right, now we're going to talk about, uh, you got something coming up here in Jacksonville that a lot of people may be interested in. I'll let you go ahead and tell us since you got all the details on it. Yeah, I'm hosting my first golf tournament. Uh, well, I'm, I'm hosting. Uh, it's benefit. Well, having my first golf, golf tournament is benefiting Stop Children's Cancer. It'll be in Gainesville at Ironwood um, on August sixth. Shotgun is at uh, eight thirty. Um, we love to have uh, any any and everyone to come. Uh, only a hundred spots, so it's going to be filling up fast. It's going to be a fun event. My first one, so just want to keep it simple and fun and light. And, and uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, just um, I'll send information out on that soon and tweet it and Instagram it. But uh, I can't wait to see you guys there and, and meet whoever's going to come. I'm just really excited. Uh, for, thankful for being in, in that position where I can host this event. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's for a good cause. Uh, speaking of somebody that actually, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a child, but I did get diagnosed with cancer early on it uh, earlier. Uh, right before the holidays. So I'm doing my fight, and luckily I'm almost done with it. So last time I went to the doctor, they said I was 99.3% cancer-free. And I was like, well, that's good. Now can we just get this other 0.7% out the way? That way I can be done with it. So right. as, as a person of that and as a person that has children and everything, uh, you're definitely doing that for a good cause. And me personally, if I get a ride to Gainesville, I'll be there, but no, I'll drive to Gainesville, and uh, I, I plan on being at the uh, golf tournament. Awesome. I can't wait to see you there. Well, Patrick, uh, I know it's it's late over where you're at, and uh, we don't want to take up too much of your time. I want to thank you for coming on, and thank you for being able to uh, yeah come on the show and talk to us about, uh, about just how you're doing and how everything is going, man. I, I greatly appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. And, uh, take a take a little peek at this this championship. Oh, ring. there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Oh man, it looks completely different from what you get over here. Yeah, yeah, I love it. that that is cool, man. That is cool, and congratulations on all the success you're having over there as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hopefully, we can keep it going. All right, man. No problem, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That was Patrick Young. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with the uh, NBA pre finals. Recap so far what has went on. This is Kevin. It's over. Yeah. It, it, go ahead, Pat. Say what you need to say about the final. It is over. <laughs> people, people don't want to listen to me. I told them when it. Well, I told them when Golden State won it. I said Cleveland ain't gonna win. Ain't gonna win this series. Point blank. Bar no. <laughs> I have doesn't have enough. No. Nope. If Amon Shumpert and J.R. Smith can't give me anything, it's. It's a, it's a repeat of the finals last year. Yep. Uh, if you think if you think about it, I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, Cleveland had a very similar run coming into the finals. You know, Shumpert and, and uh, Jared Smith were playing very well, mm -hmm. and then it got to the finals, and they both were non-existent. And mm -hmm. as you can see, they're they're going through the same similar struggles. And Kevin Love's out again. Yep. And and so, and, and Kyrie Irving hasn't gave anything as well. Kyrie is a scoring point guard. 
That's it. it, it, it it's it. You're not this guy. They and they don't they. And plus, you have to play defense if you're going to beat Golden State. One thing they don't do in Cleveland: play defense. <laughs> not only play defense, you have to. They have, you have to have that defensive mentality that as soon as you get a shot up, Golden State is pushing that thing mm-hmm. so fast. It doesn't matter if you just hit a three. It doesn't matter if you had a crazy dunk and one, whatever. They get that ball, and they're coming. Draymond mm-hmm. Green's pushing it. You know, Bogan will push it for a dribble or two and just get the fast break started. Yep. And plus, you got to find the shooters. So, uh, and, and just, like I said, their bench is, their bench is just ridiculous as well. They, they, the three guys on their bench, they could be starting. Uh, you know, Barbosa, uh, Livingston, and uh, Iguodala, they can be starting on any other NBA roster right now. Uh, and they're just providing them with so much. So it's it's really tough for the matchup for Cleveland. It's it, it's a tough matchup for anyone. I mean, they won seven three games this year. Best team in the NBA, the NBA has seen in a long time. So And Iguodala's defense on, again, on LeBron has been, it's been one of those things to where, like, you want to find LeBron's kryptonite? Go out and get <laughs> Andre Iguodala and put him on your team, and it seems like LeBron just has fits with him. Well, I, I saw this quote um, Steve Kerr said uh, about LeBron, talking about how LeBron doesn't really have a a go-to move nope. or something that can get him easy baskets. So, you know, Jordan was able to always create mm-hmm. easy shots for himself. You know, LeBron's not a great shooter. Uh, of course, he, he attacks the basket very well, but... You know, a lot of people are prepared for him to attack the basket. So if you can take away uh, or you can force him to shoot a lot of jump shots, uh, you take him out of what he does best, you know, getting to the to the, to the to the basket. And don't get me wrong, LeBron is definitely the best all-around player in the NBA. There's no there's no question about that. He does it offensively, defensively. He's a leader. Uh, he rebounds the ball so well. He can pass it. But unless he can, can turn into Superman and – Last year, last last year, he was super. Yep. He probably they would have won. That would have been the best, probably the best finals performance in NBA history. But I, he's getting older. Uh, you know, he's tired of losing. That's for sure. I don't know. I don't know if he has enough around him to get it done this year. If they don't win tonight, it's, it's a wrap. That's yep. for sure. He, uh, me and a guy got in a conversation the other day, and they were talking about. You can't. Somebody said LeBron needs to go and work on his jump shot, and the guy goes, "Well, you can't develop a jump shot after you've been in for 13 years." I said, "Did you not watch Michael Jordan when Mike got older and he wasn't able to go to the hole as much as possible and everything like that? Mike developed his jumper and become that mid-range game of Michael Jordan's later on in his career became what made him to be able to prolong as long as he did." I mean. Look at the flash right now. Look at D Wade. Oh yeah, you know, he, he was declining. You know, nobody. He was, he was projected like, uh, like the sixty third or like forty third best player preseason in, in the NBA or something like that. Yeah, everyone thought that was outlandish, and he proved that it definitely was. He's still a top fifteen, top twenty guy in the, in the NBA right now, and he's not doing it the same way he was. You know, five, six, seven years ago, he's, his mid range is. Finishes around the basket. Of course, he's still, he's still showing flash of going down the yep. lane and dunking on somebody. But that's not that's not the guy that you expect. He's he's getting it. He, he's even shooting threes again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he had and we said LeBron doesn't have that go-to move. Wade has that go-to move to where he'll oh, yeah. he'll shake you, euro step you, and then shoot a jumper right in your face. <laughs> his his low post game as well. Is, uh, yep. 
he's probably one of the best as as far as being a guard guard in the NBA. He's got a very low post game. But see, y'all heard it from me, and you've heard it from Patrick Young. It's over. Y'all might as well go ahead, put it up. It's over. Go ahead and send a chat. Yeah. To do that. Pre-order <laughs> those t-shirts and those hats. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, Patrick, like I said, I'd like to thank you again for uh, for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to get to talk to you uh, from one Gator to another. Uh, go Gators. And uh, hopefully we can have you back on, and I'll see you probably in August. <laughs> yes, sir. I can't wait. I cannot wait. All right. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Uh, Cortez is going to join me, and we're going to do our uh, – our finals recap so uh or so far in the playoffs so uh y'all stick around Welcome back to the Balls Not Court podcast. These are the docile tones of Cortez Paul. <laughs> Cortez Paul is here. I got Mr. Carter, who had a wonderful interview with the one and only Mr. Patrick Young. Mm-hmm. And on the line with us, our second guest today is not under the editor-in-chief of the Hardwood Nation, Mr. C.L. Anthony is back. Much lesser known than Patrick Young. <laughs> but nonetheless, he, he is back on the show, C.L. Well, welcome back. I know I wasn't here the first time you made your appearance. I was in... West Virginia, and yes, I disavow to the both of you. I am back. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I thought you was hiding from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, man. You know, I, I got to get away from civilization and go to the mountains and make sure I had no cell phone service and <coughs> go find. I guess go find my primal self. I guess go in the woods and hang out. Hey, boy. <laughs> you sure do have a pretty mouth. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, Cortez, can I ask you a question? Go ahead, man. Did you have that magic moment planned on your on your phone? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a plan. I got it playing. Um, you're talking about the documentary, right? I'm talking about the song. I'm sorry. 
Oh, the song. No, man, I ain't got that song playing. That's that that thirty for thirty sent me through so many emotions, but I don't want to talk about it. It's like a walk down nightmare on. See that thirty for thirty put you in so many emotions. The Cleveland thirty for thirty made me smile and laugh the whole entire thirty for thirty. But nonetheless, we're we're, we're here to talk about the NBA Finals, um, which has well so far it's been. Well, just like the NBA playoffs. No, no, no. Go ahead, and, go ahead and say the words I'm wanting you to say. It's been ur domination, utter domination, by the Golden State Warriors so far. And Keep going. It's been pretty bad. Keep going. So far, Kevin is right. Is that what you want? There you go. So in game one, you had a score: Golden State won one of four eighty-nine. Where they got beat by the bench. Um. Yes. Where. Like he says, John Livingston, who led the bench brigade, they was uh, outscored Cleveland bench forty-five to ten. Uh, even though Curry and Tongue had an off night, the bench picked up the slack. As far as Barbosa, Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala, name a few. Uh, game two was well, that was something else because that game was a blowout, one hundred and ten to seventy-seven. Uh, Cavs shot forty-four percent in the paint in the first two games, and Draymond Green went off that game, uh, having twenty-eight points. I believe he made five three-pointers that game. Seven rebounds and five assists, and I mean, yeah. So this this is what we have so far, and Golden State's up 2-0 in the series. And um, we're gonna start with the first question, and, and I'm gonna start with Kevin because as he likes to want me to his horn, he, he's right so far. Um, <laughs> and CL, who who didn't come on the podcast, and was reminding me that I would be wrong. Well, both of them got their podium, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna let me have it. And I'm going to start with Kevin and say, talk about what Golden State has done well. Um, um, there's an E word for er- the things that uh, Golden State has done well, and that is every. They have done everything well. They've done exactly what I thought they were going to be able to do. When you go up a team against a team to where two of the three most heralded guys on their team don't play defense, this is what happens to you. Gotcha. Um, CL, your thoughts about Golden State and what what has they done well in your eyes, sir? Focus. Um, coming through the OKC series, I knew that would be the hardest series they would have. They're focused. They're executing the game plan flawlessly. And they have Cleveland on the run. Um, I can't even count the number of times that back screens have allowed Draymond Green or somebody to get an open duck. it's ridiculous it happened like seven times in game one and about five times in game two so they've just been executing the hell out of the game plan oh and for people that say that Golden State is only they live and die by the three pointer uh, they've been whooping on every facet of the game besides just three point shooting so you may want to come up with a different thing to say about Golden State because it's Obviously, they're not just a three-point shooting team. Well, Golden State has done very well. Even I thought where the Cavs could have beat them in the rebound margin, they've done pretty good good neutralizing that. Uh, actually, the Warriors out-rebounding the Cavs the last game, and um, they have done well to actually get them guys to why well, I say they have not shot well in the paint. So you got to give credit to talking about where Golden State defense was spotty 
It's actually been pretty darn good where they limited the paint. Andrew Bogut had what five blocks in the in the first half. In the first half. In the first half. So um, he was the great wall of Bogut. Yeah. So Andrew Bogut has been a force on the defensive end. Um, Steph Curry presence on the court to spread out your defense and the the chance I thought that Cleveland had when Steph Curry picked up that fourth foul to make a run. Um, they extend the run with Clay Thompson and Draymond Green going bananas. Mm-hmm. The bench has been doing very well for them. Uh, they've been scoring very well. The only thing, their turnovers are still up, but besides that, they're hitting shots and Cleveland's not. So they can afford to have these turnovers when Cleveland are not, Cleveland's not scoring the ball. So. And the big, gigantic, huge thing is Andre Iguodala's defense against LeBron James. Yeah. For some reason, LeBron James just don't want to play. <laughs> Against Andre Iguodala. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's got pictures of his mom, which him and him and another guy, what's that other guy? Delonte West. Yeah, they both got pictures of his mom or something. I don't know. God, they shared them with Andre, and he can get in his I don't know. He's like, I know where your mama's got that tattoo. And he's saying it during the game. I don't know. I don't know, but he's in his, he's in his cranium. Last year he was in his cranium. This year he's in his cranium. Uh, I hear that. Um, well, on the flip side, talk about Cleveland struggles. Now I start with UCL. I start with the uh, kids on the team, uh, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> as a non-playmaking point guard. I know that's an oxymoron. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he has only one assist to LeBron James. I mean, get the f out of here. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> One assist to LeBron. One assisted basket to LeBron James. <laughs> just saying. That, that, yeah, that's that's pretty bad. That 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 tells the story right there. That Matthew Della Dova probably is averaging more assists than Kyrie Irving right now. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Kevin, you want to talk about the cap struggle? The cap struggles is <laughs> besides LeBron James. Who else on that team can play defense? There's your struggle. Yeah. There ain't nobody else on that team can play defense. Shumford's tried to get all up in his grill, but they don't even play him enough to sneeze at. Where is their three-point shooting gone? It's just everything that they've done well getting there, well, they've done it against East teams to get to where they're at right now. Now they're actually playing somebody who's a better caliber of anything that they've ran into so far, and it's showing up. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this and... and um, There's a meme that describes it differently. <laughs> LeBron's looking at Kyrie Irving. Underneath Kyrie Irving, he says, I didn't tell you to leave Dwayne Wade for this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see it as where... I saw a team that has a different lineup, different strategy, how they're attacking the players. I, I know they play the East. And um, the teams that they did beat... Was, during the regular season, they were solid defensively. I know... Detroit was 10th overall, and Toronto was 5th overall as far as the season goes. Um, but what I'm seeing is that Channing Fry, who I thought would may have an impact, he, he reverted back to what I know. He was Orlando Magic Channing Yeah, he's Fry. Orlando Magic Fry. Yeah, he is not playing. Well, he's not known for playing defense, but he's not hitting the Look shot here. to get the shot. He went so. from McDonald's French fries to Wendy's French fries. What's <laughs> uh, So, um... Their small ball lineup is not working against this team because this team, they don't have any shot blockers. So you get Clay Thompson the option to get the ball and take it to the paint, penetrate, break down the defense, along with Curry. 
which they honestly Curry hasn't had to do much so far. And their worst game plan ever. Let's run against Golden State. Are you stupid? Are you legit high to want to run against Golden State? Your game plan should not be let's run against Golden State. Your game plan should be let's slow it down against Golden State. And they went the complete opposite way. And it, that no. And this team, who was the best three-point shooting team in the playoffs, the Cavaliers, they're 14-50 in this series alone. Um, so they're definitely not hitting the three ball, and that's something you need to try to keep a pace with if you want to try to beat Golden State. Mm-mm. And that's that's been a huge problem. Uh, they're missing some shots, too, when they get in the paint, and I know that's got to be contributed to a little bit of bogus presence in the paint, but there, there's also some gimme shots that I saw in game one that Love had a wide-open look in the post, and I rimmed out. I was like, that's a good look. Oh, he missed. LeBron. There's a problem, though, if we're saying they're having trouble in the paint because of Andrew Bogut. <laughs> that right there is a huge problem. If you're having trouble in the paint because of Andrew Bogut being there, there's something going wrong with you. Yeah. So, all right, we'll move on to the next question. And I want to pass this to CL because I know he actually personally hit me up a few days ago and said, I want to come on the podcast and talk about LeBron. Um, break down LeBron's demeanor at the moment and talk because about Because CL got that taste of coming back on the podcast. Now, <laughs> now he went back home. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and sit in your corner and, and talk about LeBron and and uh, what you see in his eyes and tell me what you see, CL, through LeBron. I see frustration. I see that he's shell-shocked. I see that he looks at his teammates and is, like, almost screaming at them for help uh, internally. Um I actually think there's also some regret there as well because he knows that with a previous team that he was on, if he was in that moment, the teammates wouldn't be scared to come through or to perform. They look as shell-shocked as he does right now. Yeah. Gavin, your your thoughts on LeBron demeanor? He's mopey. He looks just... He looks like he needs a hug, is what it really looks like. He looks like, it looks like he needs somebody to come up to him and go, dude, it's all right, play your ball game. Nobody on that team is going to go and do it. Everybody on that team is looking for him to come up to them and do that. But LeBron's not that guy. LeBron's not the guy who's going to come up to him and go, hey, look, we need to join together, give him the hug and everything like that. He's not that guy because he's, as many times as I said it, he's not that type of leader. He's not going to be that guy. He needs that guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that guy. I, to me, I, I think he's, he's a bit in shock and and um, a deer in the headlight look. He's trying to figure out how in the heck are we going to beat this team as far as Golden State Warriors. Another thing is, he thought with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, he was going to withstand that chance. And he wasn't going to have to go Super Saiyan LeBron like he did last final. They haven't showed up. So now he's also got that on him too. Like, damn, I thought we were going to have more of a chance with these two. And now look at what's happening with these two. It's just, he's, everything that was said, Last year that he needed in order to win this year, he's got, and it's completely going the opposite way. 
And this is what I was feeling about LeBron because I, I felt like this postseason, at least he was playing the East, his man was about 37 minutes per game in the playoffs. So i like, okay, he's got no excuse. He's got healthy teammates. He's got – he's healthy. It seemed like his bench and everybody else putting together, they add a couple pieces through trade and, and everything else. So I feel like, okay, this is the time for them to actually make some noise. They they did handle their opponents. You know, it was the East. They handled them, you know, fairly fairly well. And so I was like, okay, well, you had your rest. Golden, or Golden State just came through a gruesome series. Uh, Steph Curry injuries look bit. The reason I kind of pick is Golden State because I'm still worried about Curry's injury. Uh, well, Curry really don't, don't really need to do much because his teammates are showing up. And LeBron, to me, is 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 looking like, well, what we got here, uh, where's my help? <laughs> no one's not helping me. And um, he, he just he looked like, and it's a guy, it's a shame because he's been here how many times in the NBA Finals? This is seven times? I yep. saw something. LeBron James has played over 200 and something games in just the NBA playoffs. That's crazy. Over two. That's two more, almost three more years added on to his 13-year career. So you're looking at almost, he's played the equivalent of 16 years of NBA basketball regular season. Just put that in perspective. Yeah. You wonder why the man's pooped. Because he's played that much basketball. It's ridiculous. Legacy coming up in this, and it's coming up even more now with this. Where, what does then if he gets stumped by the Warriors? His legacy. His, leg- his legacy is he's arguably one of the greatest players in the game, but not one of the greatest leaders in the game. And that's going to have to be his legacy. He's going to be a. He's not going to be that guy that people are going to say, you know what, he led his team to a championship. Because really, if you look at he's never led a team to a championship. He's been on teams that have won championships, not led a team to a championship. CL, the legacy, and, and LeBron James, your thoughts on that? He'll, be- he'll definitely be go down as one of the top ten players of all time. Um, but his finals record, I know some of the greats are kind of stepping up, like Jerry West and saying that that shouldn't be that shouldn't count against him. But that finals record is glaring because you got to understand the expectations that we have of him. He set those expectations up himself. Yep. He came into the league when he chose the number that he chose. When he tries to manipulate championships, he's done that himself. If he goes two and five in the finals, that's a crushing blow. I mean, Magic went to nine finals, but hell, he won five of them at least. <laughs> and during this run, LeBron has gotten to choose who he wants to play basketball with. Right. He has got to choose who he wants to play basketball with. He hasn't led nobody that he's chose to play basketball with. He's been led, but he hasn't led. That's where my big thing with LeBron is. Great basketball player will go down as one of the best, but... You're a great basketball player. You're not a great leader. That's where I think a lot of these other guys have been better than him. Magic led. Michael led. These other guys have led. LeBron, I have yet to see him lead. And that's where I have the problem with it. His record is just blah. But he should he should have went to seven straight. He's gotten to choose. Or six straight. He's gotten to choose who he was. 
who he wanted to play basketball with. He's gotten to handpick who he wants to play basketball with. And somehow he's been able to get it. For six years straight, he's been able to know who he wants to play with. There's no excuse for him not to win anymore, especially if he's playing with who he wanted to play with. Kevin, question to you about on the flip side, Steph Curry legacy, because talk about his story and what this means to him if he's to dominate King James and his team that that they have on the ropes right now. But he's not doing anything. Steph is on this team. Steph right now is on this team. During the regular season, it was Steph's team. Right now, Steph is just on the team. Because really, he's done nothing to accelerate himself in this series. Yeah. He hasn't done anything. He's been in foul trouble, and he's been on the bench watching Draymond Curry go nuts the last game. <laughs> Draymond Curry. I like that, Draymond Curry. <laughs> and Draymond Curry went nuts the last game while he's sitting over there on the bench. So this right now it has everything to do with that. We won 73 game. We were tired of people talking about it. We, were, we, we went into that OKC series. Everybody had us down and out. There's a reason we won 73 games. We're going to come back out. We're going to show, and we're going to show during these finals that we are the team that won 73 games and that we were, we're going to, we need to be considered as one of the best teams ever in the NBA, and that's what they're doing right now as a team. It ain't got really nothing to do with Curry, but as a team, they're coming out, and they're showing that they have every right to be considered one of the best teams ever. Your thoughts on that, CEO? Golden State is right. Okay, Stephen Curry. Even though he's a part of the team right now, coming off his second consecutive MVP season, it will enhance his legacy because we're going to look back. Two MVPs, two NBA championships, zero losses in the finals. So it, it will enhance him a little bit. Even though, even last year, he didn't do that well in the finals. Um, he's the face of the team. He's the current face of the NBA. So this will uh, elevate his game even more. All right, well, do we need to talk about Kevin Love's concussion? Does it really matter? He don't remember it. <laughs> I think it didn't look like he got hit that hard to finish the same. You know what? So it's funny, my co talking about that, that we, we think that he overselled it. And he Dude, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm just being real. You know me. Yeah. I think he got punched in the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he came back and played a little bit, and he cleared, so I, I – Man, you got to question Kevin Love's manhood if he really did try to do some stuff like that. And Kevin Love's my boy. I, I'll defend him, but there's he's he, made, changed, he, he changed his name. He changed his name. What did he change his name to? Caitlin Love. Oh, my gosh. You're terrible. <laughs> he shouldn't have the name Kevin if he's doing that crap. <laughs> nah, you got to claim him, bro. Uh, I got, look here. I hit a basketball with a base metal baseball bat. It came back and hit me in the head. And I still went and played a little league baseball game. <laughs> Put some ice on it, huh? And you got back and play. Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> Walk it off. Oh man. Shit. I, I do want to say something that adds something to what Kevin said earlier about LeBron having to go super sad. Um that's their only way of winning. And here's the thing. I, I told one of my writers, I said, you know what? What LeBron did last year, he has to replicate that this year. If he depends too much on his teammates, they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened the first two games. He has to go Super Saiyan this game, two nights. This is it. 
And I put a poll up on Hardwood today. I'm like, how many points does LeBron have to score in order for Cleveland to win? 56. And here's the thing. I did between 30 and 40 or between 40 and 50 points. 68% of the people voted 40 to 50 points. So he has to go Super Saiyan tonight. No, it's because all of them are trying to listen to me finally. Yeah. A bunch Uh-oh. of punks. But oh, you're, you're right. He has to He has to score that, that much, especially, I mean, I don't want to say love is down, but he got, he's got, he, regardless of love or Kyrie, whoever's there, he has to take he over. He thought he could depend on two guys that are undependable. Two guys that, between the two of them, finally somehow made it through an 82-game season. Finally. Finally. That made it through an 82-game season without getting injured. He was too much dependent on those two because what was being said? Oh, he's got those two. Now he's got weapons. Those two are soft. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. They are soft. I, yeah, I had nothing. How you doing? <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, so we we all in agreement that he he's got he's got to take off. Um, all right, well, Golden State suck. <laughs> Golden State's playing in the queue tonight, where Cleveland has won forty one games there, playoffs, regular season, goodbye at home. <laughs> Doesn't even matter at this point. What's Golden State State chance to win? Ninety seven percent. Why you left all the three percent? Huh? Why you left all the three percent? The three percent is in case LeBron goes Fujita on all of them. <laughs> is everybody getting these Dragon Balls references? Yes, I, okay. yes, I, I got it. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> CL Golden State chances win in Cleveland. They won the last two games in Cleveland. <laughs> the last one by thirty-four points. Um, unless it's an act of God tonight, Cleveland's getting swept. Ugh. I was saying the Cavs are going to win the six, but I... It's because you didn't listen to me anymore. I, I you were hearing, five. but you wasn't listening. Now I'm going with the white man can't jump reference. <laughs> you were listening to me, but you wasn't hearing me. Let's turn the ties. From now on, y'all need to hear me. Let's turn the ties. Like CL and Kevin reiterated, unless LeBron drops 50 points tonight, and completely unstoppable, which we know he can take the ball in the paint at will at any point in time. Get them, get these guys in foul trouble. You're in the penalty. If he does stuff like that, then yes. But right now, I just don't see that LeBron. LeBron but is as, passive. And as I was reminded by our guest earlier, LeBron, he said, Patrick Young said, he heard uh, Steve Kerr say, the thing about LeBron is LeBron has no go-to move. He doesn't have that move to where he's going to go to it and you know he's going to score because his jumper is suspect. The only real thing he can do is go to that hole, but he doesn't have that move. Mm-hmm. A guy without that move that needs that move and needs that mid-range jumper and stuff to work, especially in these type of games, I, I, I just, oh, it's, it's shaky. It's just shaky. Mm. I tell you. Well, you hear here first, ladies and gentlemen, we all think the Cavs are going to lose. Oh, now you think. <laughs> Look at Cortez changing his mind. Well, Golden State did that, and 
You know what Cordez's pi- uh, prediction of the Cavs was? What's that? It was soft! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, before... <laughs> Alright, on a series of before we go, um, Muhammad Ali passed, passed away this week. He wasn't soft. He was not soft. And, um... I, I want to get y'all guys' opinions. I know y'all older than me and know a little bit more about Muhammad Ali than I do. Um, talk about what he meant here. His mama world. called him Clay. I called him Clay. <laughs> so, uh, talk talk a little bit about Muhammad Ali or, or Cassius Clay. Let CL go first. Go ahead, CL. What I, I'll just say is you can, you can put Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Peyton Manning, and ball them all together, and they still wouldn't be able to climb the mountain. That was Muhammad Ali. Um, they don't make them like him anymore. The, the what's the word I'm looking for? Good lord, he simply didn't give a fuck. Okay, he yeah. said what he had to say. He did what he had to do, and be damned the consequences. He did not care, and he did it for all the right reasons. Was everything perfect? No, but the reasons behind the motives were right. Um, I saw him, of course, in his advanced age. Uh, one of the highlights of my life was seeing him light the Olympic torch in Atlanta, um, yeah. which was just amazing because no one knew it was going to be him. Um, but, yeah, he, he was a mountain of a man. He was the epitome of two different a culture. In which, in a point of time in which the country was completely divided on black, white issues with the Vietnam War. Muhammad Ali took it upon himself when it was time to be drafted to say, I'm not going and fighting a war for a country that can't even get itself right, right now. People looked at it as he was dodging the draft. People looked at it as he was just trying to get out of not fighting. The man was already a celebrity as it was. They weren't going to send him over there to fight. They were going to use him as a cornerstone to be like, hey, this guy. He did not want to be a promotional tool for a war that they want us to go take care of something back home, can send all these people to the front lines, but everything ain't all right in our own house that we still have problems that are happening there. But he was he was putting in upon himself a heavy burden because he knew what was going to come at him. But he did it for something he thought and a lot of people around him thought was for the greater good. He was... But as far as his in-ring talent and everything he'd done out there, he was, he was a pro wrestler boxing is what he was. He'll even, he even credited himself. In an interview, he said he watched the original Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers, come to the ring and say, I'm pretty. And he said, I took it. He said, I stole it from that man. He goes, I put that upon myself because that's what I wanted to use. He goes, I just didn't want to be a boxer. I wanted to be an entertainer. First and foremost, that's why he did was entertain. But he could back it up whenever he got into the ring. But he, I always remember Muhammad Ali as that guy that entertained us all. But you saw him later on in his life fight a disease for 30 years. Fought Parkinson's for 30 years. 
and was still able to make people smile, make people laugh, still was able to buzz them jokes on people, still was arguably the GOAT of boxing. No one can touch him. No one can come close to doing the things that he did in and out of the ring. And for that, he influenced a, a lot of people and a lot of generations that came after him. And he will be, he will be always forgotten and he'll be or always remembered. And he'll always be probably, arguably, the greatest, not only boxer, but one of the greatest athletes that America has ever had. Yeah. Yeah, Muhammad Ali, I, I haven't... I've, too young to remember Plus he was his, pretty. Some of his, he was so pretty. Some of his boxing fights, but um, what he meant to the uh, civil rights movement and and everything that he did. Uh, very outspoken individual and said what was on his mind, like CL said. And um, he meant he meant a lot. I can't really add what Kevin did. Kevin covered it very well, and um, he would be missing in the first world. And I was he's always one of those legends you like keep up on and everything like that. And the guy who has a lot of quotes out there too. So. Um, but like I said, all in all, what he did, his company, what he did in and out the ring, uh, speaks for themselves. And um, my condolences sent to him and his family, his family, uh, for the loss. But yes, he, he is definitely one of the greatest to ever do it. And um, rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. And thanks for the memories. All mm. right, so we. we He's pretty. He pretty. He's so pretty. <laughs> all right, so. George Foreman, I'm going to knock y'all big. Goofy, ugly, look at your face. <laughs> George Foreman look like a walking gorilla. Look at him. Look at him. Kevin pulling out all the stops here. All right, well, let's wrap this bad boy up. Everybody had a Muhammad Ali impression. Yes. Even white people had a Muhammad Ali impression. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, let's close this bad boy up. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for uh, me and Kevin during the week. Um, try to do some more of this stuff. We will try to do a recap of probably the... <laughs> we'll probably be re recapping the finals in no time soon. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But um, you can follow the podcast page on Twitter. Go to at Boss Not Court. Uh, you can find me at In The Mind of CP. Kevin C. 2415. See y'all. Give me your Twitter, sir. At Hardwood Nation. Awesome. That you, was easy enough. Easy enough. You can tell he's kind of getting back into the mode <laughs> of doing it. Make sure you do visit. Look, <laughs> look, I, I told I told Kevin this last week. I thought it was still 2014. I've been in exile for two years. My bad. You know, when the Spurs beat, I went into hiding, man. I was, man, that was a shellacking. <laughs> it's all good, man. Well, welcome back, nonetheless, CL. You know, oh, you want to tell him welcome back. I welcome him back already. <laughs> his uh, his expertise on this show from time to time has been missed, so it, it gives us another voice. His expertise only rivals one other person on this show. I'm not saying who it is. Kevin over here tuning his own horn, so. Hey, beep, beep. <laughs> He's been spot on this playoff run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's been crazy. And now that Twitter group is really, really quiet. <laughs> Uh, you can go to... Uh, yeah, I'm calling y'all out. What? <laughs> you can go to Podomatic. Oh, speaking of the Twitter group, Michael just uh, put something in there. 
Yeah, he probably later. would put up one of them stupid calves thing, thinking they're actually going to win again. So here we go. So here we go. Brian is moving to power forward. Jefferson, I guess, is going to play the small forward. Look, the I, only way Jefferson being in the game is any good if the lights are shining right off his head and trying to blind somebody while they're shooting a three-pointer. Well, I, I will drop this nugget. He's the biggest, biggest closet case in the NBA, but you haven't heard that from me. Oh. He's pretty. He's so pretty. Oh. Little, CL, little CL nugget there. Oh, uh, got him. All right, well, make sure you check out the podcast content on Podomatic. Go to endamonacp.podomatic.com. We're on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Put it Stitcher. this way, you don't want him putting together anybody's drawers. Oh, Lord. iHeartRadio. <laughs> we're on Spreaker. We're on Windows. Try not to smile, Cortez. And we're on Try Google. not to laugh. Ladies and gentlemen, we're on Google Play. We will be on the Android market. That's been approved today after a long We got our own app. We are on Google Play. Uh, so I, I did. It was after months of trying to figure Hold it on. out. Hold on. Hold on. We got our own app. We don't got our own app but we're on the google play android market now so now you can get the podcast on the android market now that means we got our own app i i don't know i see you you know android very not do not because you got an android phone. well if, if obviously if you're in the play store yes. you have to type in our name yes and we'll pop up we will that means we got an app what Kevin said, we got our own app i don't not i'm not going to say that but we're on the google play market are we on it right now it's still processing. Oh, well, so, damn it. I can't look it up. But, you made me get off of WWE Network. Son of a bitch. So, uh, we're on Google Play. We're, we're still spending. So, that that was a battle that I was trying to battle for the past two months. Email the Podomatic. They were like, just update your email. The so, now session. when they ask where we can go, I can tell them we have an app for that. Yes. All right. Look at that. All right. I have an app. We're, we're moving on up. No, we're, we have an app. CL's <laughs> had an app forever. I have. Now, we have an app. Yes. Awesome. Ha! Um, App that. We need to charge. <laughs> I was going to have... I'm Steve, broke. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have Steve on the show to talk about his satellite camp visit. He actually used our credentials to get into the... Screw uh, that asshole! <laughs> to get in the camp. He didn't uh, even invite a brother. So he, or a, a cracker. <laughs> he's uh, going to come on. I'm going to get him on here and he's going to talk about his experience. He's, he's, as you know, he, he just slob over me and Jim Harbaugh, but... Nonetheless, he did go around the camp and uh, talk to some of the uh, the players and the coaches and everything like that. So it, it was a cool experience. And, um, yeah, so now Kevin knows that if he wants to go attend that, just reach out to the right people and say, hey, we have a podcast, and boom, we're in there. <laughs> so once we get to the Super Bowl, I know you can pay a certain amount of fee to get in. That's like 50 bucks to get in there to go on Super Bowl and do Super Bowl media. Day, so. What Super Bowl are you on there? It's not anyone nearby, but yeah, I'm just saying. But you I'm can. I'm not you, going you, nowhere. You, I'm not going to Minnesota. But you can buy a press pass for like twenty five or fifty bucks and get in there and ask, and ask questions. So that's something we have to partake in the future one time. So, nonetheless, we got basketball in about uh, twenty five minutes. And I'm oh my god, they playing at nine o'clock in there? Yeah, they're playing. I thought it was playing at eight, so they're gonna be. But they still doing it at nine. So I guess it's, I guess we're on the East Coast and we're still playing at nine. Whatever. All right, well, you got anything else to add, Kevin? It gives, it gives all the Cleveland fans that much longer time to mope. <laughs> you just like kicking Ohio fans, don't you? I'll say it once. I'll say it again. I do not like 
Ohio. <laughs> None of Ohio. There goes our one fan to leave. I don't care <laughs> if you listen to the podcast in Ohio. I do not like that stick. Where to take off our fan in the Toledo, man? Okay. <laughs> I like Kansas. I'm <laughs> Jay. Shout out Wichita once again. They just getting shout out again. So. I don't like O H I P. Gotcha. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that should wrap it up. Speaking for Mr. Kevin They Carter. have a bunch of people that lie about heart conditions there. <laughs> All right, speaking for Kevin Carter. And not cheating on their wives. CL Anthony, Sportsales Paul, Ball's Not Court Podcast. Game night, everybody. Enjoy your evening. You suck a high!